Hi, and welcome to the Mouse More Podcast. Tonight, I'm joined by Adam and Tony. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. So, it's just the three of us. I think that's all we need, right? Like the three Stooges, three Mouseketeers. Wait, it's Musketeers, right? The three Amigos. Three Amigos. Three Caballeros. Three Deadly Sins. They're all, um, they're all men, though. How about the three witches from... That movie that everybody likes that I can't think of right now. Hocus Pocus? Yeah, that one. Okay. Yeah, but which Sanderson sister are you, Adam? You're the Jessica Parker one. Okay, I guess because I'm actually a woman. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll be the the Bette Midler one because I like her. Okay. And I would be the third one. (laughs) Okay, so... Tony, you might not remember this, but one year Liza and I and somebody else were trying to figure out what we were going to be for Halloween, and you suggested that, and then you said, and Chris, you could be the Bette Midler character. And uh, you probably don't remember it, because after I I hit you really hard and knocked you out, I apologize (laughs) for that. Fortunately, I didn't get thrown out of the park for that, but yeah, just, yeah. So you saved yourself this time. Good job. Was that when we we did, you were Jackie... Liza was Marilyn and I was JFK. Yes, I think that was because we were trying to think of something good for I, next year, and then of course we didn't go. So I still stand by that was a really good group costume given the circumstances. It was, although then somebody told me, "Hey, you're supposed to go into the Disney thing," and I'm like, yeah. "Okay, that's not fun." I'm sure so. they like. I'm sure they like Disney at some point, right? Everybody does. Oh, they had to. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Maybe not Marilyn. She. She was kind of sad, but <laughs> okay. So speaking of sad, oh, this is a good segue. So we're going to talk tonight about our top five Disney disappointments. And we might not even have five because honestly, we're all pretty happy with Disney, but we thought, what the heck? We'd, we'd throw these out. Um, so I'm going to start with, I'm going to start with Tony. Go ahead, Tony. Tell us your number one, what you got. So are we going with disappointments personally to each of us or what we think are disappointments like to the Disney community as a whole? Oh, you can do however you want. I think I think that second one could be pretty interesting, actually. Okay, good, because I'm only thinking of my own little world. Okay. And a huge disappointment to me is anytime I hear that one of my favorite attractions is closing. Oh, yeah. You know, it happened with Mr. Toad. It happened with the uh, Adventurers Club. You know, Pleasure Island, uh, even though I didn't really enjoy all of Pleasure Island, just to know that it was closing was not good. Um, I think every every Disney fan, you know, there's a little darkness brought to their heart whenever you hear that something's closing. Whether it's, uh, you know, the Country Bears out in California losing their area or... 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, closing in Florida, or the Skyway. Uh, You know, it it just, it hurts. And whatever replaces it never really fills you with that joy that you used to know. Right. So, for me, that is is my biggest Disney disappointment. You know, I've I've often said that I'm resistant to change. I do not like when things change. And I think that just kind of plays into that. Yeah, well, you know I'm that way too. I think it's tough. And and sometimes they'll redo something and you're like a little hesitant about it and then you end up liking it more. Have you had that happen? No. 
Do you have an idea how that happened? Tron, okay. Tron track over in Epcot. Not not a big fan. Yeah, I don't care for that. No. You know, I like the Belgian blocks. You know, I like going through that whole test scenario. It was it was fun. It was based right. in real life. That being said, I do like building a car when I'm in the queue for, for test track now. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily like the attraction itself because I feel like I'm in Tron with all of the neon and the lights. Yeah. So, you know, very, very few times do I like what, what has come in its place. If, if something's been redone. What about Soren? I, I, I don't get the new Soren. Yeah. You oh, know, you don't I, like it? Soren, Soren over California, you know, which to me will always be known as Soren. You know, it's <laughs> like those people who call uh, star Wars episode four, you know, and they got they've got to put a title with it, a new hope. Mm-hmm. It was never a new hope. Soren was always Soren. Now we've got to call it Soren around California or Soren over California, so we know which one it was. Um, but at, at least that had a cohesive storyline. Right. You know, you were cruising, you were flying over California, and that is something you could feasibly do. You know, you'd need a heck of a a heck of a wind to keep you up there. You know, going from islands to Egypt across the ocean. I just, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, the, the visuals in the new digital film are amazing, but I, I prefer the old Soren. So I actually like the new one, what? but I don't like it more. I, I like them equally. The old one I'm, I'm sentimental about because I, I've told you guys before, I almost drowned in that river as a little kid. Not, I mean, you know, I, I grew up around there. Um, not because I drowned because that would be weird. But I I like it for sentimental reasons. Um, but I might prefer the new one. It's exciting when you're going and you see Paris, or you know, when they're um, you're in the you know islands and you're you know you can smell the gosh, it's like a little. What is that smell when you're going over the islands in like uh, Indonesia? That's not it. You know what I'm talking about. You're like in Hawaii and Polynesia. I do, but I can't think of the scent. Yeah, it's. I just love it. I, it's really fun. So, but no, I, I see your point. It could be a disappointment, it's, especially if you really like something. So, speaking um, of speaking of scents, do you know what's out there right now that kind of scares me? What I want to hear there's, this. There's a candle called Walt's Office. Oh, <laughs> it's gonna like, smell like like to me. Walt's Office smells like I, I I thought cigarettes and chili. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could totally see that. Walt's office. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, even on a good day, it'd be like leather and old spice, right? Exactly. I don't know. Like, that's what I think of like 1965 men, you and know. And grill cream. Ooh. Yeah. Cause he used that too. Right. Yeah. No. But I digress. That's nice. I liked you. T- I like that you told us about that. I almost want to buy it just so I can throw it out in the trash after I smell it. Okay, Adam, what about you? Okay, I am disappointed that there is no sit-down restaurant at Galaxy's Edge. Valid. The concept art showed something of a sit-down restaurant, and they talked about it at these D23s, and then at some point, I don't know, within two years or something, they cut it. Now, according to like things I read, the space is for it is there... It's just empty. Mm-hmm. And they might have built like a facade where you would have an entrance and an exit, but they just didn't build it. 
it's it's unfortunate because the docking bay seven food is really good. The Ronto wraps are good. The drinks at the cantina are good. So they know how to make the food and drinks. I guess it's just putting it all together and then having characters walk around that look like Star Wars characters. Maybe they didn't want to do that. I just wish they pushed forward with a, a sit-down restaurant for Galaxy's Edge. I suppose it's possible that it could happen, not anytime soon, but in the near future, maybe. Hopefully, I would love that. One of my personal disappointments is a Dole Whip, and I know none of you feel that way. How can you hate a Dole Whip? What? I just don't like them. I, I don't like how it's kind of acidic and artificial tasting. So, But you know what? I, by the same token, I don't mind that a citrus swirl is kind of artificial tasting. So I like pineapple, though. Is it too much pineapple for you? No, it's just it just tastes fake. So I don't I I don't care for it. And not to get into this too much, do you like those slurpy type drinks that are you know supposed to be like berry flavored and all that? Because that's kind of what it is. I haven't had anything like that in like a long time. Yeah. So, but I used to like when I was a kid. Yeah. Do so. you do you remember liking them as a kid? Oh, yeah. Well, okay. I mean, you have to remember back when I was a kid, you know, it was you, it was either that or a rock. You know, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't have a lot of choices back then, Adam. Like, you don't remember this, but like back in the day when Tony and I, I mean, I'm be kidding. Like there were like two kinds of Slurpee and like some Cokes that you could get and yeah. a Twinkie. That was it. So. All right. And three I was- channels. I was a Ding Dong fan. I'm uh, still not a big Twinkie fan. Do you know what? I love Ding Dongs too. I can remember like my, cause like my, you know, like you probably experienced this too, Tony, like our parents would let us go out. They wouldn't, we wouldn't see them all day. We'd come back, we'd have like a buck and then we'd come, you could buy all this stuff with a dollar. You get like a Coke, some Twinkies. 62 pieces of bazooka bubble gum. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and now I like, there's no way I would let my kids out. But anyway, we digress. Dole Whip's not a fan. Sorry. Okay, I'm going to go back to Tony. I apologize. All right. My number two dislike, if you're keeping track at home, rude guests. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, I, I do what I can to try to make, uh, make it an enjoyable experience for myself and those around me. And I just hate the people who cut lines you know we've talked about this before uh grab seating at uh uh, quick service restaurants uh when when they don't have food um people who just make you have a miserable day and and maybe maybe i i i want the pollyanna version of disney where everybody's having a fun time and i know that people aren't having a fun time and i think when people aren't having a fun time and they're rude and obnoxious, it, it brings me down. Even though it has nothing to do with me, you know, I can see someone cut in a line that I'm not even in, and it, it incenses me. You know, it, it, gets, it gets my hackles up, as they say. Well, you're a rule follower. I am. So, yeah, I can see that. I am. I, I, and I, I kind of get that, too, because there's nothing. The, the thing that has always really gotten to me are the moms yelling at their kids. Like, mm-hmm. and that is one of the reasons that I've said it before that I don't necessarily like fast pass because you always hear these moms going, come on, we got a fast pass. And you're like, Ooh, you know, it's supposed to be fun. But at the same time, you understand that urgency, you know? Right. 
I, you know, I, I think I, I remember a day we were walking into the parks. We didn't even have Lily yet. I think Isabel must have been about three. And uh, I think we actually had Lily. We just didn't know she was with us. And then Cheryl rode some roller coasters and probably shouldn't have done that. And that probably <laughs> affected her. But um, Is she your trouble child? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, were, we were walking into the park. And we were in the Magic Kingdom. So we're walking towards the Ticket and Transportation Center. And Isabel played in a puddle for like 10 or 15 minutes. And I, and, you know, initially I was like, come on, you know, we're trying to get somewhere, you know, and she was just happy as a clam to be splashing in a, in a puddle that was, you know, two inches deep. And eventually I just, I let her do it. You know, that's what she wanted to do. Why am, why am I going to grab her and rush her through crowds? And, you know, she was happy right there playing in a puddle. It's a good thing she didn't get that brain eating amoeba. That's true. Sorry to ruin your memory. No, I, I, that's true. You can like, you miss out on a lot of things if you're always hurrying. All right. I'm going to go over to Adam. Adam. Next one. Uh, staying in the same uh, area as before. The uh, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. I wish the gunner position was like how it is in the real Star Wars, where you're in like a seat and you get to like hold on to that sort of gun type machine thing and you get to spin around in the chair it would be like a lot more authentic to the movie than just sitting there and pushing a button on your right or left hand side they, they call them triggers adam yeah what you said i wasn't yeah. in the service tony so i don't know listen i know you've played with nerf guns before we didn't really do nerf guns we, we didn't do guns in my house my mother did not let us have guns. My, when my cousins... Yeah, my cousins would have guns. And um, so we could play with them with him, with my cousins, like at their house. Or But my mother did not like... We didn't have video games either, but that's that's not the show we're talking about. But yeah, I just wish that it was more like... And this has been discussed everywhere. I just wish it was more like the movie and how it really is. Yeah, I, th- I think the biggest problem with the gunner position is that you are shooting... The button's in front of you, but you've got to look at the screen, which is to your, you know, left or right, depending upon which side you're on. And it's just, it's not the most comfortable configuration. So I I, I get it. Okay, I'm going to go, and I'm going to say my second one is, don't be shocked by this, meeting Lou Mangiello. What? It is nothing against Lou Mangiello. He's a perfectly nice person. But I met Lou Mangiello only because he turned around and glared at me once in a meeting. <laughs> That's my story. <laughs> I mean, I had been listening to his show for years and um, I guess I was talking. The meeting hadn't started yet and he turned around and he looked me right in the eye and he gave me a dirty look. And I said, well, that's disappointing. I mean, it's not like I just met, you know, someone super famous, like, I don't know, Chris Evans. And <laughs> he gave me a dirty look, but still it was close. Right. It was Lou Mangiello. <laughs> That's I met him fine. in the I met him in the uh, elevator. I know, and you said he was very nice. Very nice to me. So we took yes. a picture together. Really fun. Well, apparently he does not appreciate clowning around before media events. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I I have yet to meet Lou Mangiello. You haven't met him? No. Well, you have to meet him. I'm really kind of teasing, but yeah, I, it was it was kind of a disappointment. Okay, let's go on to the next one, Tony. The next one. I'm going to say technology. And only from the aspect, you know, I love it. I'm an IT professional. I'm, you know, I, I'm on the computer 
14 hours a day in my in my life i have ipads and you know phones and i'm not far from technology ever but i think that technology has become the bane of the disney fans existence you know there there used to be something nice to making a dining reservation and then going to the parks and getting a fast pass from the fast pass queue the day of and it has become technology has made disney like the haven for the uber planner you know and there there's so much involved now between my disney experience and you know fast passes at 60 days and planning it out and where you're going to eat and dining at 180 days and and this is in a pre hopefully post covid world you know it's it's just it's become too much you know but on the other hand i i don't like waiting in standby queues for 4 hours you know so i i, I can't have it both ways do you like though how you can book it on your phone, Tony? Because in the old days, somebody had to go, you know, get away from the group, take everybody's tickets, run around to fast pass boxes. That's and... why you have kids. <laughs> yeah, but when you're on your family vacation, don't you want everybody to be together? You don't want like somebody no. running around all in circles. No, you really don't. That's how you get a break for like <laughs> ten minutes. Go get something. Here, do you want money? You can go get Mickey bars. <laughs> Whatever you want. Isn't that, is it just me? I don't think it's just me. I, I think it depends on, you go a lot, so it's, your guys are used to it. If you're somebody going once a year, once every other year, I could see them not really wanting to, to do that. Especially if you've got younger, you know, people with you. Don't yeah. Oh, yeah. Them. Well, you don't want to leave them. and I mean, like, get arrested and all that. Well, I mean, not even that. It's just like, like, because I can remember as a, you know, 17-year-old doing that. Now, obviously, I was old enough to do that. But, you know, we're trying to stay together and somebody's going to go, you know, go do stuff. So it's just, I, don't, I like how you can do it on the phone. I mean, it's That's 2020. Sweet. We should be able to do things on our phones. That's true. Like I say, I love it and I hate it because I, I like the fact that you can plan. I love the fact that having three fast passes pre-scheduled kind of lets you plan your day out. I don't necessarily like the fact that, you know, you know, one of those fast passes might be at 9 a.m. and one's at four and one's at six. And I think there's still a lot of room for improvement on the technology side. And Disney is just not the best at following through with stuff. And I'm kind of excited to see where this new Disney Genie product, which was announced last year, uh, that was supposed to debut this year. Who knows if it will? Who knows if it will you know, fall victim to a uh, a COVID rescheduling type of thing. I, I'm kind of excited to see where that goes. Uh, I'm hoping that it only enhances what my Disney experience has brought to the table. So, you know, as much as I say I hate technology and it's one of my disappointments, it's also one of Disney's, well, I can't even say strengths because they're not that good. It's a disappointment and at times it can be a shining light for them. But not often. There are definitely things, there are definitely pros and cons. I mean, and I think we're seeing right now a lot of people, you know, because we're having a different experiences without fast pass and being as reliant on your phone. I think a lot of people are liking it, you know, but they're liking it because the crowds are low, you know. Right, they're they're liking it because the crowds at, you know, 28% of what yeah. it normally is. Is you, is that what it is? is no, I'm just I'm, oh, okay. I'm throwing I thought numbers you had out. like some intel we didn't know. I got all excited. No, I ju I just know that Shanghai worked their way up to 30%. Yeah. Uh, so I'm assuming that they're doing the same in in, in Florida. Yeah. But uh, you know, what's what's 
what is a great experience right now with these light crowds and standby lines that are tolerable. You know, there, there are some rides that have waits of, of 50 to 70 minutes, you know, to see something like, uh, um, Navi River Journey having a longer wait than anything in Galaxy's Edge kind of blows my mind. Yeah. But, um, you know, the minute you bring the park capacity up to 40% and you're still enforcing some sort of social distancing, you know, those those nice little queue weights are going to, you know, increase in, in time and it's not going to be so much fun anymore. Well, and I I really think you're going to see a point where the higher crowd levels meets guest guest just not willing to pay for it with all the cutbacks and everything. Why would you pay for it? I mean, the real benefit right now is going because it's empty. Right. Um, but yeah, you're going, are you going to in October, right? We have a, something booked. I don't know that we'll okay. go. All righty. Okay. Adam. This is, um, I don't know. This is my own personal issue. The Savi's lightsaber experience I wish okay. you could just go in there and see it and not have to purchase the $200 lightsaber. Somebody is very disgruntled with Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, I know. Yeah. They only let you in that's building it, and you can bring somebody with you. So I would have to go with somebody that's doing it in order to then watch it. Because I really want to see the show. I don't really need, sorry, the, the lightsaber. I don't need it. I don't want it. I don't need it. I mean, unless if it was a real lightsaber. You don't want one? Seriously? Do you not? Do you own a lightsaber? I I did when I was ten. Really? I thought a lot of I thought all guys had like one kind of tucked away somewhere. No, I mean because it's because it's got the you know the plastic exposed and it's not. I understand you can't really have a real lightsaber, otherwise we got issues. But yeah, people <laughs> would die. You know. Oops, sorry about your leg. It's like it, for me, it's like disappointing how it can't be real. So I don't, and I don't need it. I'm not judging people that have it because I don't. I would like to see the show because I think it's really cool how they, how you build it and everything. I just right. wish there was like a, you know how in like some doctor surgery uh, and surgery like, like viewing at rooms they have the second story and you could watch from like behind the glass. That's I almost wish they had that. Like they had like a viewing area. Like yeah, a stadium, that's a really almost. good. So you idea. want like a gallery. Yeah. For the for the cheapos that don't want to buy that lightsaber. Well, and, and frankly, it's not just cheap people. It's like not everybody has that money, right? There's probably a lot of kids who would like to watch that experience. Exactly. So, yeah. But then those kids. Sense. But then those kids get disappointed and they start yeah, yelling true. to their mother in the line and while they're in the gallery, and it's a whole different ball of wax. <laughs> yeah, that's a valid point too. It's all sadness all around. Wow. Okay. Do you do you know what is getting a gallery? This has nothing to what? do with Disney. Um, they are building a Krispy Kreme in Times Square, <laughs> and they are going to have stadium seating uh, that allows you to watch the donuts go through the uh, the conveyor o glaze or the glazematic, I believe, is the uh, machine. Which I just what? I just I just made that name up. Glazomatic. It's Glazomatic. You should trademark it. Right. Um, so but they're wait, getting stadium seating in Times Square. Do they not have a Krispy Kreme in Times Square already? Not in Times Square. There is one now on. I want to say it's 37th or 38th Street. Okay. But they do not have one in Times Square. So, uh, you know, a, a lot of the stores like Disney, they they closed their Fifth Avenue store and moved it moved it to a Times Square location. So a lot okay. of these stores have have flagship stores in Times Square, M&M, Hershey's, 
Uh, and now Krispy Kreme will be putting one in to uh, Times Square. And have you ever had Krispy Kreme, like the hot ones? Yes. They're pretty good, but when they're not hot, they're not that good. No. That's why you put them in a microwave for three seconds, I believe the time is. Oh, I did not think of that. Okay. Thanks for telling me that because I'm on a diet, but I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. If I go to New York, I know where to go. Okay. So I'm going to go with my next one here, which is staying at the Polynesian DVC. So... I've said this before, it's kind of minor, but I'm, I'm like the lightest sleeper in the world. Like, you know, like a ninja could come in the room and I would, I'd be like, I see you. So I don't, I don't like, you know, I'm not like a deep sleeper anyway. So that's a problem. But when you stay at the DVC, cause it's closer to the ferry boats, they honk like till three in the morning, some nights and it's just terrible. So I would have to say that is my, I was so disappointed. I'd never stayed at the poly before. That's the only time I've stayed there. And it was a, it was a kind of negative experience, even though we had a room that was considered a standard room. It was on the first floor and you could see the castle and the fireworks. So that was kind of cool. But you understand, you understand they're not just honking to honk. It's not like, it's not like they've got a little kid up there. They're trying to get, keep the sharks out of the way. Is that what it is? That they're giving junior, you know, Hey, six tugs on the whistle. They're, they're actually following navigational rules of the road, which are required uh, by all seagoing vessels. My dad was in the coast guard. Okay. I lived in a lighthouse, so I know what you're saying. I I just, it's just annoying. And why do they need it? It's not like they're going to run into anything out there. They've got lights. You, you never know. That's true. Okay. Well, it's unpleasant. Okay, go ahead. What do you got next, Tony? So this has more to do with like Disney corporate. I would like to see a loyalty program. And I think that the lack of them having something for me is a disappointment. And I'm not saying it because I go, you know, once or twice a year or because I cruise every year. You know, cruising has the Castaway Club, which does provide some discounts when you're buying stuff on the ship and allows you to book stuff a little sooner. But I would love to see Disney, you know, having some type of a rewards program that gave you benefits for coming back, you know, whether it's, you know, a free beach towel, you know, just, just something that rewards you for your loyalty. Because one thing about Disney fans is they are incredibly loyal. Mm, True. You know, through the good, through the bad, through rough financial times, you know, we're seeing it through this COVID crisis, you know, as we hear 700 times a day on television during these unprecedented times, you know, Disney fans are loyal to a fault and Disney really doesn't do anything to, to recognize that. And it's a shame that they don't. And, And I understand they don't do it because they don't have to, because those guests are going to come back, whether there's a loyalty program or not. But I think it would be a nice way to, you know, recognize guests who, who have been going, you know, I've, I've got a friend who his family has been taking him. He's, he's 40. He's probably been going for, you know, 40 years of his life. You know, he's been going since he was a baby and he goes every year and Disney doesn't really do anything. I'm sure they've got a file on him somewhere, but it would be really nice if Disney threw people a bone every now and then. You know, that's really true. Like the closest you can get to any kind of benefits like that are through DVC, which is prohibitively expensive by, I think, anyone's assessment or an annual pass, which may or may not be practical for most people. So that's, that's valid. 
especially with hotel bookings with you know credit cards and such like it would be yeah. nice if they had a better because they have their Disney visa but it's like one point per dollar it's nothing anything special than anything so you know it'd be nice if they did like a Hilton Marriott type thing where you know you stay you know enough and then you based on either how many nights you stay or you know how much money you spend figure it out and do it that way but like you said Tony they don't have to do it that's why they don't yeah, do it. Yeah, they don't have to. I mean, they have D twenty three, which you can pay to be a member of. Then that's uh, and you get perks. You get you know the newsletters, and you can go to the. You still have to pay for the tickets, but you can go to the D twenty three convention, and you could bypass some lines and such. So, I mean, that's that's more of like a fan club. That's not really what you're saying. But anything that that they would give for loyalty, like Chris said, DVC AP, it's all stuff you're paying for. So. Right. I you almost know, if, appreciate that they don't they don't cheapen it though. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's kind of like they're saying we don't like like you said we're, we don't have to do this because we are who we are. And while I don't necessarily benefit from that attitude, I kind of like that they kind of stick to their guns. You know? Okay, so you're anti loyalty club. <laughs> no, I'm really not. I just, I kind of get why they're like that, though. No, and, and I get why they're like that too. I just, I just think that you know, I'm, I'm disappointed by the fact that there yeah. is not one. Well, and know? I'll tell you, you know, down the road they don't have one at Universal either. And, and I think, you know, from what I'm seeing internally, and I've, I've talked a little bit about this with you guys. I think Universal is going very much the same way that Disney is on a lot of things. Like they just announced date-based tickets and shorter amount of times for the tickets to be used. And, you know, little things that, that Disney is currently doing, now they're implementing, which I think is an interesting thing to do, especially given how everything's going right now. I guess that's, you know, neither one of them really need to do that. So I'm very surprised Universal did that with their tickets right yeah. now. Why make it more confusing to get there. I would figure they just want people just to show up, just make it easy for them to show up. Well, they can show up. It's it is more expensive at the gate though, but it's it's a small jump. It's I think five dollars. Everything we don't know all of these new changes yet. They're a little uh -huh. complicated. We we got a memo. It's about four pages long. Oh. So, yeah. I mean, if if they're positioning themselves as a multi-night, multi-day visit just like Disney, then, you know, I can see why they might want to do these kind of things. To oh, yeah. Kind of, you know. What Disney did with, and I know we're kind of getting off topic, but, that's okay. you know, Disney did that too so that they know how many people are showing up and they can sort of gauge what, what kind of staffing they need to have for each day. That's why they, that's, I think that's also why they did this Fast Pass Plus thing. That's why they want you booking everything so far in advance so that they can prepare so right. Universal is, they're probably trying to do the same thing. They want to know how much, they don't want to have, I hate to say it like this, but they don't want to have extra cast if they don't need to. I hate saying right. it because these are people, jobs and hours that yeah. are working and that's got to be like part of the motivation behind it for sure. And obviously well, they make more money too. And, and it's scary right now. It's scary here. You know, I went to the mall. My, my kid is having a birthday tomorrow. And I went to the mall to pick up a couple extra things. And, you know, half of it was closed. You know, I went to the food court. There were four things open. And one of them had an out-to-lunch sign on at lunchtime. I was like, what? 
what's a subway, you know, but it said, you know, they'll be back at two 30. I'm like, well, that's weird. But I mean, like things are getting kind of crazy and until they improve, I can see why they're tightening their belts at any park or any place, you know, um, it makes a lot of sense, but you make a valid point too. You know, it's kind of a weird time at the same, by the same token to kind of implement something new that is a little more restrictive for guests. All right, Adam, what's your next one? This is really uh, specific. I'm disappointed they switched Maelstrom over to Frozen Ever After. Oh. That's like, that's the big disappointment. Whatever, that happened. In Frozen Ever After, the scene where you go backwards from you're in Elsa's castle and she sort of you know, blows you away and you're going backwards. There's the wall. You have to you have to pay attention to this. The walls are not themed. They're just painted black. So the fog is supposed to cover up the walls, but it really doesn't sometimes. So these walls are just blank walls with the exposed conduit for the electrical. And they could have done a they could have done a better job with that. It's just plain and it's like, come on, guys, you got this franchise made you a billion dollars on that first movie, and then they had a second one that made another billion dollars. Can we make it look a little bit nicer? They did some really cool stuff in that ride, but then they just kind of like, eh, maybe nobody will notice it. Because the fog is supposed to cover it up, but it doesn't always do that. I'll look next time, because I have not noticed it. But sometimes they do little things like that that are, you're right, like... I don't mean to be nitpicky, but you know when you're going through the contemporary and the monorail and it stops and you look over the windows, not to the side with the, you know, grand concourse, but on the other side, the windows are not as clean as they could be. And I'm like, come on, how much effort would it take just to clean those windows? It just kind of drives me crazy. I don't know why it just does. Or, you know, just little things like that, you know, the ceiling tiles sometimes and it's a small world. They're a little sad looking. I guess I wish, nobody's looking up. No, no. I've seen the small world. They need to do something with the ceiling because it, it's like yeah. that. It's just regular ceiling tiles. And it's like, can you guys put some kind of fabric over it or something that's yeah. dark so you don't see it? It's painted. I think it's, it's not it white. It is painted. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's painted but it's black, like but you could see it. obvious ceiling yeah. tiles. Yeah. And I feel bad for even saying that because I'm like, you know, it seems like so anal retentive, but at the same time, I'm like, gosh, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's just kind of lacking with that. So, and I, I think anytime you have a lot of light and I can, and you can see the workings, it's not good. So do something. Okay. I, I Mine's actually in Norway as well. Mine is when I found out the Thor ride was canceled. All I could think of was I was going to go through this ride with Thor in various stages, various costumes. And when I found out they canceled, I was terribly disappointed. Okay, that's a joke. There was never a Thor ride. You guys are supposed to laugh. I was going to say, when was this Thor ride discussed? (laughs) It was my dream. Come on, I can have a dream. Maybe I mentioned it to an Imagineer. That could happen. I believe you've mentioned it before. (laughs) I think they should have turned the Norway ride into a Thor ride. That's all I'm saying. It would have been cool as like a Norsk... Well, that's kind of what it was. Like a mythology type ride. I mean, they couldn't Loki do it Thor. I mean, they do reference Loki and all of them in the exactly. Stav Church because it's they're not referencing the Marvel characters. They're referencing the Norse mythology, which is what I guess they could have done. And I, I, yeah, I didn't think of that. They could have done that. Yeah. That's You know what? That would have been really, that could have been really smart if they did that, but who knows. 
Where's so. the Thor meet and greet in <laughs> Norway? I know, right? Oh, all the moms would have been there. Exactly. <laughs> Do they have a Thor meet and greet out in Disneyland? Because, you know, of course you can't have Marvel in the parks over on this coast. I believe he has been around. I know he's been on the uh, cruise line. Really? Did Charles spend a lot of time, you know, hanging out there? No, because I don't know if you know this, but it's not really Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, that's disappointing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's usually some, you know, 20-year-old kid who also plays the part of Captain America and Goofy throughout the cruise. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) That's a big stretch. It is. But you know what? I mean, you can't, you know, you can't put a goofy-looking guy dressed up as Captain America or Thor. No, you can't. Okay. All right. Well, that's all I've got. Sorry. I I was trying really hard. Okay, I'll give you a real one. I will never get over the fact that they got rid of the Osborne lights. I loved it. It was my favorite holiday thing to do. It was absolutely something I had to do every year. And I was so depressed when they got rid of it. I will say I like the decorations in that park, but it's not quite the same. Whatever happened, there there was rumor of those lights going to downtown Disney at some point. Was there not? There's rumors about everything, Tony. You know that. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I did hear that. And uh, maybe the, I think what uh, Jim Hill would say, and it makes sense, that the people, they, they have a lease on, because those 99% of the stores there and the restaurants are not Disney-owned. So they have a lease for their space. And then all of a sudden you got Disney now showing up and putting things around uh, in front of their storefront. And then people are congregating outside their store, but they're not just going in the store and they're not letting people into the storefront. So it can kind of like maybe do a traffic flow problem. I th- that, that was sort of why maybe they didn't want to do that. But the Osborne lights in Disney, uh, in downtown Disney... Uh, does nothing but increase foot traffic. It increases foot traffic outside. Which increases the number of people in the area, which brings more shoppers into your store. In you, in theory, yes, but maybe, maybe they didn't think that would happen. I don't know. I I like what you're saying. It would be a good spot for them. Although it's at the entrance, would have been at the front entrance of the park where you walk in. Because those are buildings on both sides, and there's enough space for people to stand there. But would they want a large amount of people congregating in an area and then then people can't leave and come in? Maybe that's why they don't want to do that. I don't think I, – I, I hate to think of what parking would be like there if you had something like that going on. At Disney Springs? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it could be a lot of – yeah, it's a lot of because, people. you know, before everything happened, I mean, there were definitely times when we would have to – park across the street in that you know it was like a like sort of a i think it was an auditions building over over that way and that's a hall all righty let's go with the next one who's next tony is this number five i think so i've lost count yeah uh, kind of sort of one one of my biggest disappointments uh, and i've mentioned this before is when they switched from white bread to that kind of grayish whole wheat oh gosh bread <laughs> for hamburger and hot dog rolls but um, they're it, back right with the white bread no no really? no okay it changed the taste it changes the you know it's a different texture it made me enjoying my hot dog just a little bit less that's sad but it's healthier for me apparently so yeah. i you know i've got to weigh that 
do you know what though? A lot of times that whole wheat bread doesn't have enough fiber in it to really make a difference. It's just annoying. Mm-hmm. And I suspect that's what's going on there. There you go. It's a tragedy. And it's a short one for me. So no long yeah. stories. Yeah, no, it's just, it's, well, it's pretty straightforward. Okay. Adam. Okay. This is, this is everybody's disappointment um, that they have not fixed the Yeti in Everest. There are, I remember seeing the Discovery Channel specials, Joe Rohde hyping the Yeti and the technology and how big it is. And then I I didn't get to go see it. It didn't work for for a long time. It hasn't worked since it broke, but it wasn't working for a long time. And I never, I know I never got to see it in action. And that's a disappointment. Uh, I just wish they would figure out how to fix it. They say, and I believe them, that it needs to be redone and it's it's like cemented in with the uh, mountain because it was so big and heavy and they can't just, you know, have somebody go in there and fix it. They got to like cut a hole open in the side of the mountain and and that's fine. I, I mean, I would, how cool it did if they just did it right now? You know, there's not, the crowd's not that big. Cut it open, spend a year on it, fix it. But maybe they don't know how to. I don't know. That's... I just wish it would work. I I have to confess, I've never been on that attraction. Oh. <laughs> I, yeah, you don't like you don't like roller coasters. I don't plane. like those kind. No, although I I wanted to go on it once, but then it started to storm and they shut it down, and I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> like, thank you so much. Because I mean, I probably wouldn't have hated it. I mean, like I don't mind others, but I I don't know. There's like I have a limit. Like I don't like Space Mountain either. So there you go. It's. I mean, it's more intense than Space Mountain. So That's if you don't like Space hard. Mountain, you're yeah. not going to like that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. All right. Any other thoughts on this and our disappointments? I mean, obviously, we've had to kind of reach deep down for these because we're kind of big fans. You might have noticed. But does anyone else have any other thoughts? I, I just think that, like you said, you know, we're fans. Some of these disappointments, like mine, are mostly intensely personal. Yeah. Um, I still love Disney. I I love Disney as a brand. I like what they stand for. I still go. I still sell it as a, a travel professional. And, you know, these these little annoyances are not going to stop me from going or change my mind about Disney. It's just, you know, when, when you look at Disney as a whole, what are the things that, that bug me? And, uh, and we've just gotten to share it with all. 63 people who are going to listen to this show. 64, your mom still listens. Oh, that's true. Good God. Yeah, like Tony said, you know, we're fans and we just want the best for what we're paying for. But the biggest non-disappointment is how in my life, anytime, it seems like now, anytime I do anything, whether it's go to a restaurant or I'm at a mall or shopping or something, or I'm at, not that I really go to other theme parks, but I go to other places where there's people and I compare what they're doing to what Disney does in terms of how they take care of their customers. And Disney always is head and shoulders above oh anything. there's no question and and even i will just tell you from our our perspective as agents they took care of us they really did they went above and beyond and i'm not just being nice they took care of us and so did universal and a lot of owners that i know and a lot of agents that i know have have you know said they'll remember that when people are traveling again All right, I'm going to send it over to Tony to close out the show. Thanks, Chris. I hope everyone enjoyed the show and it was not a disappointment for them. I'd just like to remind everyone that our podcast, as always, is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel. Check out their website, MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com. 
request a quote and let Chris and her team help plan a trip that will provide your families with the memories of a lifetime. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search on Mouse and More Podcast. On behalf of Adam and Chris, this is Tony, and we are the Mouse and More Podcast. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night.